0: Revolutionary, but you can't run a revolution. King Kong ain't got sh- on me. Go five dollar ass down before I make change.
1: But <laughs> well, the secret is you got to coordinate.
0: Damn! Damn! Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, f- you! Yes! Yes! F- you too! Get out!
2: Either they don't know, don't show, i don't care about what's going on in the hood. We
0: didn't land on Plymouth Rock.
2: Plymouth Rock landed on us. What's the word, Sean? What's what's the man, word? The word is summertime, man. Cue up the Will Smith song, Summertime. Broadcasting <laughs> live from the East Side. This is watch this. My name's Heart So Great, as Sean Edwards. What's up, man?
3: I want everybody around the world to hear what we got to say because everybody out there watching something. you so right.
2: you so right. How you? Yeah, living? Everybody How's watching the week?
3: something. The week's good, man. The sure. week was strong, man. How are you? You got movies out. Yeah, man, we did well, man. The house next door, meet the Blacks too, man. They gave us like 420 screens, and we still we popped go. off a million dollars. There we go, popping bottles at the Hidden Empire Film Group office. Did you save me any? Popping bottles, nah, man. Not one, not a, one. Not a one. goes flat, man. We, I said we pop <laughs> bottles, not save bottles. They all got open. <laughs> you know Roxanne Taylor, yes. Um, yes, sir, who's part owner of the company. She has her own champagne line, so oh, we gotta get her on the show, then. Uh, yeah, and I'll get you a case. Give me a case. Nah, a case. See, yeah, this is. is why I hang out. I'll get you a case, man. That's why why I hang out
2: with the movers and the (laughs) shakes. Come on, that's how you do it. I'll get you a
3: case, man. It's good stuff, too, though.
2: Before we get the show started, you are putting together your aunt's story.
3: Yeah, my aunt. Tell me this. Great aunt. Great aunt, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Sarah Rector. uh, Yeah, well known for being, at one point, the richest woman and youngest woman (laughs) in America. I have a
2: feeling the nation's going to hear this story very soon.
3: I'm working on it, man. Um, Hopefully, see this story. I actually got some, like, the script outline and it's trying to work on, like, the. The, the financial plan to get it done and you know i had a meeting with the with the people over at hidden empire to try to get this thing jump-started legitimately so uh
2: what's the backstory so she owns this home one of the richest, black, she women became one the the richest black women in the world black women huh? in the world i
3: discovered oil on her land in oklahoma she relocated to kansas city she became a socialite uh did a lot of good things for the community built this mansion and you'll find out when we tell the story but uh it's it's googleable there have been books you. written about her, but we just want to, like, you know, I just want to bring the story to life in the form of an animated short. So there we go.
2: There's this window where I feel like we are all optimists, you know? And we're Gotta the, be. And we're in the mood of telling stories?
3: Gotta be. And
2: I feel like we got some stories to tell, man.
3: No more hidden figures.
2: And as we get into this episode, uh, history, it, it often repeats itself to sometimes rhymes, man. as uh, Joe Biden likes yeah, to that's say. That's true. That's true. Had a bit of an incident walking in today. It's, it's all good, man. This is a good
3: thing I don't drink good. coffee for real.
2: And it actually is kind. Kind of on brand with what we got to talk about on the show yeah, today. Sort
3: of, sort of. It was like a real life episode of gentrification happening before your very eyes, man. On twenty fifth and Troops in Kansas City, Missouri, man. That's crazy.
2: So what happened, man? Because I'm walking in, I thought we were gonna do a show because we do this show live from different venues. We want to give yeah. some free love. Yeah,
3: no, no. Generally, the premise of the show is we go from like location to location. Like our home turf is in Kansas City, Missouri. That's the home base. You know, we might be a global show, but you know, we're based in Kansas City, Missouri. So we like to like big up different Kansas City hot spots, different Kansas City restaurants, different Kansas City eateries. Right. So, you know, we're in the new area that's, that's been up for development for a while. Beacon Hill, it's actually the neighborhood where I live. I chose to live here for a reason. Like, this used to be the heart and the guts of the black community. But, you know, like, every cool spot in every city the comeback is on and gentrification's real. So we thought, well, we'll hit this hot, new hip coffee spot called Vested Coffee on 25th and Truce. Nobody ever shopped there again.
2: And the same Spot. I'm sure put that you know I'm sure they put that George Floyd banner up. I'm sure they had their Black Lives Matter. But listen, white folks, reevaluate your anti-racism. Yeah, because these man. folks I'm sure would say. In fact, they I listened to the window. I listened to the window. Oh, we didn't know. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Well, no, no, no. Re reevaluate and check yourself.
3: Yeah, we got kicked out, man. I haven't been kicked out of a place in a really long time. And the last time I got kicked out of a place, I was justified because I was think I was at a club in New York and I was dancing naked on a speaker. But that was a long time ago. (laughs) We brought all that
2: up because it actually does kind of tee us up to what we're talking about. Yeah, true that. Let's get to the news in the queue.
4: Lin-Manuel Miranda is apologizing after discussions of colorism have centered on his new film, In the Heights. Miranda produces and stars in the musical, which is based on his hit Broadway show. On Monday, he posted an apology on Twitter after the movie's director, John M. Chu, along with cast members, Melissa Barrera and Leslie Grace, were asked in an interview about casting choices within the film. In his statement, Miranda says, "'I started writing in the Heights "'because I didn't feel seen. "'And over the past 20 years, all I wanted was for us, all of us, to feel seen. He then addresses the discussions over the lack of Afro-Latino representation, saying, It is clear that many in our dark-skinned Afro-Latino community don't feel sufficiently represented within the film, particularly among the leading roles. He shares that he can hear the hurt and frustration, and that without sufficient dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation, the work feels extractive of the community that he wanted so much to represent with pride and joy. He explains that quote, in trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short. Miranda apologizes and shares that he's learning from the feedback. He also thanks those for raising it, adding, I'm listening
2: on
3: first watch did you have some of these same thoughts I did I just didn't include any of that in my review I'm just not a big fan of calling out filmmakers on issues like that in a formal review of a movie and I know for some it's more problematic than it is to others and it's it's a catch 22 because I feel that filmmakers should be allowed to make what they want to make how they want to make it but I also feel they should be inclusive as well but if people have a huge problem with it you know make your own damn movie and and cast it the way you want to cast it I mean you know, they basically got called out like during an interview by this reporter named Felice Leon from the from the root. And then it just all exploded from there. Um, my thing is, man, why didn't the filmmakers before they started filming just jump in a
2: car and drive around Washington Heights? And that's all the research you needed to do. And that's part of the criticism, right? Is that the answers are not that difficult. Sometimes we make it so hard for ourselves. And the
3: crazy thing about this is they didn't see this coming. The movie's been done for a while because they pushed it back because of the pandemic. And I think this is another problem of these, these big studios and these companies not hiring consultants. Just pay someone to be on board from the beginning so you can correct the mistakes before they
2: happen. And on the same way, too, I mean, there's a lot going on right now with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks had a, editorial out saying hey we should teach more black stories in schools well hey no yeah tom we know that's right we should you're someone who, who has the ability to tell those stories you know lynn you are someone who would preach all these things well like you have the ability in the moment to fix what you say you're going to fix next time i think it is worth asking the questions well man why why didn't you no you, that's 100 you valid you, you got to practice what you preach that's 100
3: valid no no next time you should have did it the first time like i don't understand why we're not getting this right there's a valid grind about the colorism and there's also a valley gripe about filmmakers should be allowed to do what they want to do how they want to do it but somewhere in between we got to find this 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 middle ground somewhere we got to find the middle ground because the excuses are getting a little old
4: Rita Moreno responded to critiques that musical adaptation in The Heights failed to represent Washington Heights' Afro-Latino population. While appearing on The Late Show, the actor defended Lin-Manuel Miranda, saying the criticism, which is focused on the lack of darker-skinned Afro-Latinx characters represented in the movie, quote, really upsets me. This
5: is the man who literally has brought Latino-ness and Puerto Ricanness to America.
4: I couldn't do it. She continued of Miranda saying, Lin-Manuel has done that, really single-handedly, and I was thrilled to pieces. When host Stephen Colbert asked her if she was saying that she understood the critiques, but that the criticism was misplaced in focusing on Miranda, Moreno responded, well, I'm simply saying, can't you just wait a while and leave it alone? There's a lot
5: of people who are Puerto Ricanos who are also from uh, Guatemala, who are dark and who are also fair. We are all colors in Puerto Rico.
2: And
3: you talked to Rita Moreno, yeah? Yeah, I did talk to Rita Moreno, and she actually defended Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I I get it. She's Puerto Rican. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda produced her documentary that's coming out that's actually really fantastic. Uh, I've just never seen a person be so joyful about talking about all the horrible things that happened in her in her incredible life like she's such a like lovable personality but the thing she went to as a as a as a you know puerto rican actress back in the day because you remember she got her star way back in the day at the studio system when it could not have been easy to be an actress i mean it's it's not easy in 2021 i can't imagine what it was like back then but it's, it's it's a fantastic look at her career her life and at her as a as a person and i love talking to the legends i love talking to the icons and i got a chance to speak with her about her new documentary and her fantastic career wonderful documentary but i do have to disagree with one thing you said oh you are a real movie star you do know that right
5: not, not really. I don't think of myself as a movie star. A movie star to me is John Travolta. That's a movie star. Kate Blanchett. That's a movie star. I'm something else, and you know, I wouldn't know what to call myself. But movie star never fit well that appellation. Isn't that crazy? I just don't feel like that.
3: Really, you don't. Yeah. You've been doing this for so long and doing it for so well. You've you've had a terrific career. That doesn't
5: make me a star. What that makes me is uh, lasting. I last fine
3: brandy. What does it mean to see your entire career come before your very eyes in this documentary? How does it make you feel?
5: Well, what I love about it is that it's not just about career. What I love about it is that it's a life behind a career, a very difficult life with respect to uh, racial prejud- prejudice and bias. But, you know, I, I see Jennifer Lopez now and I think, oh, man, I wish I could have. It's not that she had it easy. She worked very hard, too. Right. But she certainly didn't run, or someone like her, didn't run into the kind of problems I did because it was a different time. True. No, that's so true. Oh, yeah, it's a very different time. And, uh, and you know, good for her, and I. my heart's not about that. It's about how people see you. Now, I do have to ask, is it ever lost
3: that you're the only woman of Hispanic descent to ever win an Academy Award, an Oscar, for acting? Am I? You are.
5: Wow, that's neat. <laughs> That's great. I didn't know that, actually. But, you know, I should have known that. But it was probably one of the greatest nights of my life. And what is so fabulous about that is that my girlfriend told me that at the time the, uh, the uh, barrio, which was the uh, Puerto Rican ghetto, was filled with open windows and everyone was watching television that night. Oh, wow. One of their people was up for an Oscar. Oh, wow. And she said, as usual, we are raucous people. It was noisy and it was hot and all the windows were open. And she said the moment that my category came up, she said, everybody just went, they shut up to see what would happen. And when my name was called, they were screaming out the windows to each other. She did it. She did it. They were screaming with happiness and joy. And that I, I found out much, much later happened in Puerto Rico also.
2: Look at you over here breaking news to her.
3: Man, I know,
2: right? Breaking news. <laughs> right? But breaking she, news, I love man. her though.
3: It was a great interview. I and love she's her excellent. Death.
2: She's great. Nah, she's great. She's great. Rita Moreno, forever. Enough with the reboots. The real story. The real franchise. That's Ooh, F- F9, really? baby. Yeah, but we could be
3: called hypocritical because isn't that technically just a series of reboots?
2: Absolutely <laughs> it is. But, but it's them. got then Diesel, The Rock, and John Cena. So guess what? I will put my foot in my mouth for that, Sean you going to have to on man. We just like, we hate reboots. Now we're going to talk about the
3: franchise that repeats itself every single time. Yes, sir. <laughs> for yes, 10 sir. times. Yes, sir. So we do on Watch This.
2: We walk in circles on Watch This.
0: The world has a way of changing, but there's one thing that always stays the same. in miss the old life.
2: Do you? Every day. Get, get,
3: get we the
0: if you Crank it all the way up. We go we on the loose. We are the yes!
3: <laughs> nah, F9. Yeah, I can't wait. Fast and the Furious franchise may go down as the greatest franchise in the history of movies.
2: I know you can't say a lot. And we actually got some exclusive content that no one's got yet.
3: Yeah, we're just teasing it up. How good is it?
2: Without saying too much, how good is it? It's dope, man. See, I, that's all I need, yeah, man. It's dope, all man. I want is but a dope
3: I, ride. I, I love these movies, though, but it's dope, though. I, I can't do the, the formal review yet, but we can talk about some of the people that we got a chance to talk to. So we, we
2: can't see the review yet? Is that nah, what you're nah, saying? No, no, no. We can't, can't do that,
3: it? but we can talk to some of the people we got a you chance to sit there? down. Yeah, you I did. that. You see what I did there? Can't, can't, cannot see it. You can't <laughs> see it. You cannot see it, but you can see my man John Cena, who's new to the party.
2: 16-time world heavyweight champion John Cena, who's now a champion of the movies, man. I like it. I love it, actually. Like it, but
3: he's nothing like his WWE personality. Is that the point? I think so. He's smart.
1: He's brilliant.
3: Yes. How are you? Man, I'm good, man. So you're a part of this franchise now. What are you bringing to the table?
1: Uh, hopefully a performance that entertains audiences around the world. Uh, no, I um, <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was given a, a chance and an opportunity to be part of something really special, man. And I it's not lost on me, and I, I put my heart and soul into this, and I really think people. I hope people enjoy it.
3: No, I think they will, man. I, I love seeing you be a part of this. Uh, what's your entry point to this franchise?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, the, The very first one, like I'm that hit right at the time when I was graduating college and it was about the car tuning culture and street racing. Like I'm a, I'm a car guy at heart, man. And I really, I was attracted to these movies because of the way they encapsulated the zeitgeist of car culture.
3: Oh man, I love that. I love that answer. So you are a true car aficionado then, huh?
1: Uh, Enthusiast. I think there are more, more folks that are deeper on the aficionado level, but man, (laughs) I, I love cars. I really do.
3: What is it? What is it about cars that you love so much? What's the appeal?
1: So transportation is a part of our lives. All of us, regardless of if we're enthusiasts or not, we need to get from A to B. So we we're all familiar with vehicles. And man, I just I really do find the art in all vehicles, whether it's a Mercury Comet or a Ferrari 488 or a Honda Civic or a Model A or an F-150 or a Dakota or a Hellcat. Like there's there's just, I believe that there's art in all of it because it truly is a phenom- phenomenon of engineering. I just, I, I love them standing still. I love driving. I love the mechanical nature of them. I, I could talk to you for, for days about how I love cars. I just, I, I love them all.
3: I love that, man. That's a really, that's a really dope answer, man. I really appreciate that. So how'd you find out you were going to be a part of this? Did like, did Vin give you a call? Did you give Vin a call? Did you lobby to be a part of this?
1: <laughs> well, I, I'd love to say that I had like been on speed dial, but that wasn't the case. He, he actually reached <laughs> out to me and I'm very fortunate. He did. Uh, we had a lengthy conversation um, at his gym about just the, uh, you know, general life and, and the fast mythology. And then he literally in that conversation took a video for social media and said like, Hey, I really like this dude. I'm, I'm thinking about this choice and kind of put it out to the fast universe and then from there, I was offered a, a, an opportunity to join the Fast family.
2: This is great, Sean. My guy, John Cena.
3: I love me some John Cena, what man. What you think,
2: huh? You got a future? He's already he's already doing his thing, man.
3: I love John Cena on the big screen. I like him doing movies. I like his personality. I, I like everything he's doing, man. The way he's presenting his brand. That's my guy, man. I've actually had a chance now to interview him like four or five times, man. Let me get dude. next. Let me get next. I've it. been following John since Ruthless
2: it. Aggression, yes, since the go doctor of
3: thugonomics. Go get it he's the man John Cena's the man go get it I was glad to see him be a part of this Fast and Furious franchise I think people are going to be pleased I think people are going to be pleased and pleasantly surprised
2: I like that when we come back it is a Father's Day weekend on yes, Watch Sir. This so when we come back we got uh, some all time favorites from Sean Edwards Father's Day faves it's a day for the pops watch this I have to give a big round of applause to my band Sexual Chocolate. My name is Hartzel. Sean Edwards is What's here. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's we up? Broadcasting live from the east side. We watching this.
3: Yeah, man. It's been good, man. It's been a great week, man. It's a lot of stuff going on, man. Just enough controversial stuff. Just enough cool stuff. And to top it off, Father's Day. Feels Father's like, Day
2: feels like do the right thing out here. It's hundred degrees, hot Oof. as hell. The grills are ready. We're hey, we gonna you watch? Just
3: set something up. that's real cool. So if it feels like do the right thing, so if you could be a character for do the right thing, who would you be?
2: I'd be Samuel L, baby. I'd be the radio man. Oh, the radio man. Of All course. Right, there you go. There I got you to. go. I'm going to wake him up every morning, let him know oh, what's man. going on. There Broadcasting go. live from the east side. Yeah, man. Just I, watch this. I think I'm going to have to go
3: ahead and be Mookie. I don't really want to deliver pizzas, but <laughs> <laughs> he got to hang out with Rosie Perez in her prime and grab the ice cubes out of the freezer. Oh, my man. That was a great scene. <laughs> Ah, what that's a great scene. A, what a scene. What a Spike film. Lee. My man, Spike. Yeah, seriously. What
2: a film, man. But it's
3: also sad that that movie came out more than 30 years ago and it's still relevant today.
2: It was relevant about an hour ago for us, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sean. <laughs> my
0: God.
2: All right, Sean Edwards, we got our favorite Father's Day films of all time. Give me a few. Well,
3: I'm not going to go films, man. Because, like, you know, in the history of movies, man, black fathers have. Man, they get to beat down. They get to beat down. But, you know, on TV, TV's had some cool black fathers. Okay, let's do TV. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this anymore, but, like, if I had to do a list, like, if I had to to do my top three favorite TV fathers list, the, the show was incredible. Like, what people do in real life, that's what people do in real life. But the fictional character of Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable that, that was my dad.
0: I he was, was number so three. That was my dad, curious man. what
2: you were going to do about that my this. Dad. I mean, because that was America's dad, man.
0: Whoa. We're talking about a car now. I knew something was wrong when we went down there and the man saw that she brought her father. So the man said, well, I don't think I can find the keys for the car. <laughs> so I said, well, I don't think I can find the money. <laughs> so the man found the keys. So. We get into the car. Now, first of all, to be honest, this is a beautiful beautiful looking car. I mean, if Denise is sitting in this car, her friends are going to say, "Look out, Denise," <laughs> or "Chilly down," or "Cool back," or whatever these people say <laughs> when they say. I put the key in the ignition. Turned the thing and it went. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> not running yet it's just it's just, it. it's just thinking about it so i pressed down on the gas and uh, you think i'm lying the car said what
2: now the man who portrayed him not so much not but that so is much, tough that's tough how do you, how can you erase that from you remember you, you grew up you grew you up with that man you cannot
3: we grew up with that dude that was one of the most watched tv shows in the history Of television, the history of television. And it
2: helped change the perception of black men on TV. You know, like, you can't take away the significance of that. Now, when they said rap, and my man got on the loose. That's a different story, but well, I, I didn't say he was updated for the times, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But when need- Bill was running wild, he was not a good example of a dad, no.
2: But at the, in that <laughs> moment, though, yeah, he, provided, yeah. he provided a service that we needed yeah, yeah, in that moment, yeah.
3: Number, Number two, two, rest in peace, my man, Philip Banks. Oh,
1: yeah, vote for Philip Banks, Philip Banks, Philip Banks, break out, Lucille. <laughs> I've got a few questions for you. When you got this alleged confession from these two young men, did they have a lawyer present? No. So officer, just open that damn cell and let those two boys out of there. I'm gonna tie this place up with so much litigation that your grandchildren are gonna need lawyers. Yes, Just remember, happiness comes from inside.
5: I love you, daddy.
1: Nobody does anything without help, Will.
0: People open doors for me, and I worked hard to open doors for you. It doesn't make you any less of a man to walk through. Look, Uncle Phil, I just don't want you to think that I'm that same
2: stupid kid I was when I first moved out here.
1: I love you, Uncle Phil, and I, I just don't want to lose you, you know, any of you. You're not going to lose us. You are my son, Will. End of story.
3: Cause he was like that surrogate dad. He, oh, oh, nice. Yeah, he yeah, was a surrogate dad. Yeah. You know, he took in his nephew. Like, yo, you, you, you clowning in Philly. I'm doing well in Bel Air. Let me like provide That's such you a good little, point. little you know safe what? haven. We
2: never think about that on TV or surrogate on screen. Dad. Nothing. Yeah. It's the stepdad yeah, that happens role. a lot. Yeah, the, the step dad or the adopted or the step in dad. But f- you never thought about that before,
3: right? For right. For Uncle Phil Yeah he's the dad No he, he was the father He was the father figure So that's number two On my list Number Excellent one on my choice. list Is Excellent. number one It's it's gonna be number one Forever Forever ever Forever, forever ever. ever Come on man James Evans Sr John were, Amos in Good you Times You went Good Times didn't you Yeah you, have you did have to go Come on man That's the dad man
0: How do you want me to pose?
1: Oh uh, uh, Anyways
0: fine
3: uh, I can't miss you
0: How's this?
1: Uh
0: <laughs>
2: that'll be fine
0: okay I'll do this
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I can handle this alone Dad.
3: of course Junior. you're on your own son
4: (laughs) you think my husband will like his birthday present
0: yes Lord
3: look no matter what it took he was providing for his family he never called a break He was always out there. Sometimes he had to hustle. Sometimes he did it the right way. Do you wish he would have stayed? I wish he would have stayed. But if he doesn't stay, you never get the
2: damn, damn, damn line catch 22 what do you do
3: that come on man that's the oh man that's a hell of a list sean
2: edwards it's a good list for sean's favorite on-screen pops i like it and we may have a new favorite on-screen dad could you talk to uh you talk to a certain somebody i'm gonna let you tee this up oh man talk to the man
3: i'll talk to the man the legend, Kevin Hart. You talk man. to Kevin
2: Hart, ladies and man. gentlemen.
3: I love what Kevin Hart's done with his career, man. You, We can debate all day long whether or not he's funny, not funny, if there are other people funnier than him. But one thing you can't debate is his hustle, his grind, and his success. He's built an empire, and he's got a new film on Netflix called Fatherhood. And guess what, man? You tell me what. This is not your typical... Kevin Hart movie not man. at all he had me balling man I was really? like because I'm a dad and you know I got two daughters and I could totally relate because it's, it's a it's a movie about you know he and his wife just had a baby and his wife dies during childbirth and he's got to like raise this kid from day one by himself but the thing that I love about this movie is something that you touched on earlier is that in terms of movies man the depiction of black man particularly as fathers has never really been that good in matter of fact, it's been awful. This movie, this for the first time, shows a loving caring black man as a father like raising his daughter and going through the struggles of mourning because he you know his wife just died and he's got to like readjust to this new life and he's got this job and he's got to you know deal with no raising a child and he's got to like you know find a way to get back out there and you know find someone else to fall in love with and i love what they did with that relationship as well it was it it was so authentic it was so unapologetically black it was so realistic it was you know none of those negative tropes or stereotypes it was it was actually a beautiful thing to see and no kevin hart's not the best actor but he was good enough and no this isn't the best script but something about it just connected with me and i just thought it was an incredible movie Excuse me.
6: She's been like crying
3: for
4: hours. Sorry, but this is a group for new mothers.
6: On that sign out there, it says parents. I'm a parent and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Girl's got some stuff flying out of ass. She can either hit you with a streamer or she'll buckshot you. It's a quick whop. I need help.
2: I don't know how you're gonna do this.
6: If you could have only one parent, I wish you could have had your mom because she would have been better at it. And mommy was the best go to sleep maddie maddie go to sleep maddie go to sleep go, go to sleep maddie it's not working wrong? she's not a clapper matthew darling we think you should move back to minnesota you're all alone here she needs family raising a child it's a non-stop all day all night affair i love you, you look great don't say it just to be saying it you look like a king king in the sling why does it look? I think it's a new look. I think it's a new hairstyle that can catch on if given a
3: chance. And you know I what? got a chance to yeah. sit down and talk to Kev about it. Yeah, Kevin Hart, man. Watch this. Man, it's good to see you, man. Hey, I, I got to call you Mr. Hart, man, because you were definitely in your grown up feels on this one. And you, man, this movie had me balling. I just, man, I appreciate what you did with this one, man. Like, as a father and a father with daughters, I mean, this movie just hit different why'd you want to make this film uh
6: I wanted to make it mean well first of all it was a true story you know it was a true story and I remember reading reading the script dude, and crying first 30 pages like I found myself you know tearing up and then as I got through it uh the tears turned from like you know tears to to like joy to see this person embrace the moment and then it turned into like a smile, then it got back to sad again. Like it's I had a I had a, I had a, a nice struggle with emotions throughout the story. And I was like, this this would be this would be a great product. This would be a great product for me um, at this stage in my career. Because after doing the upside, I was like, well, I need to wait for that thing that's that's on par with this, uh, if not if not better, or or you know, if not, if not a little more dramatic. But I set a tone for myself. So it needs to check that box for me. Um, and if it does, then I'll, I'll jump to it. And this did, it checked an amazing box of opportunity. Um, and you know, Matt and I talked and we clicked and he was excited about me um, portraying his life and me and my director, Paul Wise, we clicked um, and we got to talking about the cast and who else we could put in it. And everybody was on page, everybody was on page yeah, and we yeah. were all on the same page. And I think the product speaks for itself.
3: No, it really does, but the movie's called Fatherhood, but it's also about a lot more.
6: explain. you know, it's when you say that it's it's actually great because you're the first one that said this to me today. You know, it's it's more for me. It's about fatherhood, but it's also about it's also about understanding that that low that some may hit it can it can get very ugly. it can get very scary, but finding purpose and finding something to hold on to also adds the reason for you to pick yourself up. And in his low, love acted as that, as that, as that thing for him. It acted as that, that reason to wanna continue. And there was a lot of things that he had in his personal life that he didn't wanna duplicate. There was the, the chain that he can possibly break from his father and the relationship that he had with his father and not wanting to be consistent and being okay with that narrative continuing in his family, with his name. I can be responsible for breaking that and creating a new. I can also really take advantage and give my, my, my now gone wife something to be proud of. And that's me being willing to fight. And, and life is worth fighting for, right? Like I, I think sometimes we take for granted um, how valuable life is because it seems so easy. And it's not until you're on the brink of losing that life that you really grab onto it and go, oh my God, what do I have to do to keep you and appreciate you more? And, and it's, it's an understanding. It's, it's an understanding that should be learned, that should be nurtured, uh, and that we all should adapt to. And that's what Matt did. He, he started to appreciate life and appreciate the opportunity at life. And he took, he took his wife being gone and used that as fuel, to drive him forward, so there's a lot of mental going on, a lot of a lot of mental, mental building, a lot of mental growth, a lot of substance and self. It was about getting his self to where he needed to be, so that he could be better for his little girl. Um, and you know, I mean, dude, I could pick so many more messages that are in this movie uh, apart, but you know, that's the biggest one. The biggest one is truly finding that new purpose and meaning in life so that you can go and give it your all. Because sometimes when you think it's over, it's because you're only
2: looking at it from one lens. Sean Edwards talking to Kevin Hart. So Kev you like
6: Hart.
3: this, huh? You like yeah, this? Yeah, I, I like what Kevin Hart did. with I, I, I have to admit, I like what Kevin Hart did with this. I like that movie a lot. I, I like everything about it. I like what the movie, what the movie says. I like what the movie does. I love Kevin Hart's hustle. I love Kevin Hart's grind. He's built the brand. He's built the empire. When he goes on tour, he does a lot of positive things in the community. Like if he touches down in KC, he connects with the people. If he touches down in Boston. He connects with the people. He touches down in L.A. He connects with the people. That's, that's, that's how you're supposed to do it, man. He's a stand-up guy, man. He's a, he's, a great, he's a great dude, man. Now, you can you can debate. Like, we've talked about who we like in terms of stand-up comedians and so forth. But look, he did it with this one, man, Fatherhood on Netflix. Check it out.
2: I did not think that he would be somebody I would want to have such a conversation with until I saw the trailer for this movie. Yeah. I want to break it down with him. You know, I would actually yeah. really like to have some conversations with Kevin Hart. And you did. That was awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. He's a
3: cool dude, man. He's a real cool dude, man. We'll be
2: right back, and then we'll uh, wrap this thing up for the go-home. Let's watch this. Bye, Felicia. Sean Edwards. Another week in the books, man. Who you got for next week? Who we got for this thing? I, every, I can't believe this is just week three because the names man, we've gotten.
3: I know. It's been dope, man. Well, next week, man, F9. Everyone's been waiting for F9. A lot of people want to check that movie out. We're going to get a chance to sit down with the man, Vin Diesel, and talk about what? this franchise.
2: Say what? We yeah. got Vin Diesel.
3: Because here's a true fact. Oh, let's go, here's a true let's fact. Go. Vin Diesel is so cool because he brought this franchise to life. So every year, When there's a Fast and Furious movie released, he's always number one on the Forbes highest paid entertainers list.
2: My man gets it. He's a businessman. It's a
3: businessman and he's a businessman. That's how much money these movies make. So we're going to sit down and talk to my man Vin Diesel. And then we're going to talk to the legendary queen of hip hop. Whoa, hold on. And so. We going there? Yeah, we're going there. I got to holler at my girl, Mary J. Blige. Got a brand new documentary, okay. man. We're going to talk to her about it. Mary I saw this J. trailer Blige. a couple nights ago. You talked to her. Yeah, here's another Here's another, here's, yeah. a, here's another. true story. This is what let me know Mary J. Blige is large. So I'm at a, a certain award show. Room full of nothing but famous people. And Mary J. Blige is there. All the famous people who are there are coming up to Mary J. Blige just to say, Hey, hello. Can I get a hug? You know you are super famous when super famous people come up to you like Oprah and Angelina Jolie and Reese Witherspoon just to be like hey girl how you doing I just want a hug how you doing hey no one else was getting love like Mary J that's a large she ring. is they gotta
2: yes. kiss the ring Sean Mary
3: Edwards. J Blige can't believe it's been 25 years since the release of my life I can dig deep on that album because I even like just talking about the samples they use the juxtaposition of the song I, I man, my life come on top 10 album of all time
2: it's a junior weekend you got any plans on the for the 19th
3: i have no plans but everyone should check out the movie miss juneteenth which came out last year it's one of those underrated masterpieces and does a lot to explain the holiday and the whole methodology behind it
2: and as you can tell you know this stuff we live in in real time every day every man, day we live man, in this
3: juneteenth man they still had us on the plantation like how long was it one in two years <laughs> man i would have been hot Shit. Why you call me on my iPhone and tell me we was free Got lost in the service (laughs) Went to drafts huh We's free y'all Went Two years ago It was in spam (laughs) Sean
2: got
3: Sean Edwards Trying to get the email What's up man Great show Hearts. I'm of Gray We'll see you next
5: week We's free Watch this